So this is No Prisoners Podcast. We have two guests here today. And, of course, Gilmar, uh, Rambo, and myself. Um, before we get into it, though, we need to talk about the place we're in. We are at 86 West in Doylestown, Pennsylvania, in the upstairs dining room, or the private room. Private room. Set up for private events, corporate events, holiday parties, networking events. 8.30, uh, August 30th. August 30th. 4 p.m. Yeah, 4 p.m., 4 to 6. Um, this place is really great. Me and Gilmar, or Gilmar and I really enjoy eating here a lot. We frequent this place a lot. Uh, not only because of the delicious food, but because everyone here has been really great to us ever since we've been doing the podcast and the events here. So shout out to 86 West. We love you guys. Shout out. Uh, but without further ado, we have Tammy and Mark Goldberg class here reading. today. Yeah. Hey. Turn the hey. claps up. We need big claps. We need fatter claps on the soundboard. Fatter claps. Yeah. Never heard a clap it's described the fattest claps of all time. Uh, next, next time I want a slow clap. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> we'll, have to, we'll have to figure that out. We, yeah. I think we have we have a horn. We have gunshots. <laughs> yeah, we have a bunch Ooh, of stuff. Yeah. You have like a... Yeah, we actually do. those. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> we actually do. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah the, the horn was, we, it came like preloaded with sounds, and we immediately put the horn in. I was like, I need a horn right yeah, now, no doubt. and I need gunshots. Yeah, the gunshot right there. It didn't, didn't come loaded like that. No. We, we went out there and got it. it was, oh, that's funny. We had, I forget what it originally came with, but some of them, we have, uh, what's the, uh, the, like the fairy sound, hit the fairy sound. Yeah, oh, that's <laughs> so pretty. it came loaded that's with beautiful. a bunch of stuff like that that just was just like well, this is too much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but enough about the soundboard. <laughs> we have Mark and Tammy here. You guys are the owners of Mathnasium Doylestown. Yes, Mathnasium of Doylestown. We actually have five in New York City, also. Oh wow! Um, but we live here, and we love Mathnasium of Doylestown the most. So. Yes. Oh, do the other ones know that? Is no. that or is that now? That's no. not out there. No, we'll we'll keep that between no. us. <laughs> yeah. nobody, nobody listens. Yeah, to no this. one's gonna watch this. <laughs> we just won't send it to any of our New York clients. Right? So. Okay, yeah, Fair. let's yeah. just we'll just set up the analytics on YouTube to just stay uh, locally. Yeah, very <laughs> we local. We can do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but we we opened our our first location uh, all the way back in 2008, and that was on the Upper East Side of Manhattan, and okay. where, where we were living at the time. And then we expanded from there, um, mostly in New York City, in, in Manhattan, and then in Brooklyn. Um, but we actually opened out here in 2015. Uh, it was actually in Buckingham at, over at Peddler's Village first. Oh, okay. And we moved in uh, over to Doylestown in uh, 2021, September of 2021. Okay. Yeah. And so was that just because like the new space opened up, or was it just like... Our lease working? was up, and we were, we were looking to be, I think, more... Um, accessible accessible to more of the central bucks area mm. and as when we moved out here like well when we opened the center out here we opened it because we wanted to spend time in this area we were living a city life right it was crazy it was hectic and tammy was very interested in this area uh and just the peaceful nature of it um, and so we wanted an excuse to come out here. I was super stressed <laughs> out living in New York oh, City. I bet. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. The I change was. of pace here is a lot different. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, I've never lovely. lived in New York, but I've been there. Yeah. And we were. I mean, yeah. we were building our business, and and we had little tiny children of mm. our own at the time too. So it's really stressful building the business. We were also we were contracted by. 
Mathnasium HQ by the corporate entity to rewrite most of the curriculum um, for uh, first grade through seventh grade. Long story, but how many like Mathnasium as a company? How large? Like there how many? are over a thousand locations in North America. So you guys have six of those. We have six of those. Yes. Oh, jeez. Yeah. yeah. I so, mean, that's still a large number of a thousand. Yeah, I mean, it's that's a lot of that's got like. So I guess you started with one, obviously. Yep. And then you went from one to two, three. Like, did you go in incremental order, or did you just like scale up very quickly? So slowly. Slowly, we were slow. I mean, they, we we probably would have moved even more slowly if it wasn't for pressure from our corporate headquarters. Yeah, they were like, "You guys are doing so great. Open more." Yeah, or else we're going to let somebody else in downtown. And we're in gonna, Manhattan, we're going to let them open one downtown. So we opened our Union Square one, the, which is pretty centrally downtown. A little bit before we were ready, especially considering we were rewriting most of the curriculum. That, for yeah, that them was the biggest the problem that they we didn't have a curriculum at the time that could scale. There were too many holes. There were too many problems. It wasn't built well for a part-time instructor to come in and teach effectively the way that we wanted kids to be taught. Yeah, you got to, in order to scale, you need systems. Exactly. I talk to a lot of people that think they're going to be able to sell their business someday. And I go, if you leave the business, the business is over. So unless you're selling yourself, yep. it's not going to work. So. I learned that from Robert Kiyosaki. Did you did you encounter his book at all? Uh, no, uh, I've never heard that. I've never heard that name either. <laughs> yeah. No, Can we say it again? Though? Several so. books. Um, Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad Poor Dad. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I know. I was like, I've heard Robert of that Kiyosaki. book. Kiyosaki. I was like, that sounds familiar. Yeah. Um, I know the book Rich Dad Poor Dad. I've never read it though. Okay, and Cashflow Quadrant also. Okay. Was it really? It, I opened my eyes to, wow, you don't have to just be an employee and you don't have to just be an employee or a self-employed person or in the, in that they're stuck in that case where if you sell the business, you better be selling yourself with it or else it's not going to be worth very much. But you could have the option of building out a, a business where you can go on vacation and you continue to make money. And he has this quadrant where it's, um, there's an E in one spot for, and employee. An, for employee S in one spot for self-employed B in one spot for business owner and then I in one spot for investor. And I think, I mean, my takeaway was I want to be a B and I want to be an I. I want to be a business owner and I want to be an investor. Um, And I think that he would say that that would be best case scenario. But you, if you want to be an E, because some people are called to be an employee and like we need people to be all of them really. Absolutely. You just want to also be an I. You also want to be investing. Right. The idea is you always want to be at least in um, a, a quadrant, one of the quadrants on each side, at least. Right. That, that was makes a point. lot of sense. I think with the during Corona or post Corona, whatever was happening there, a lot of people all of a sudden were home yeah. and had that time or they were on fun employment. And I know a lot of people personally that just all of a sudden like sprung up businesses that um, some of them are quite impressive, like service events. I don't know mm. if you know Nick and Steve Service. No. Mm-mm. They're actually this month's sponsor. I'm yeah, happy. Sure. Oh, yeah, 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 that. Casual, casual plug. Yeah, casual. Um, well done. <laughs> yeah, they, um, they were chefs and then the restaurants shut down. So they're like, well, what are we going to do now? Yeah. Right. We're going to be private chefs. And their business has scaled since then. But it was interesting that so many people that, like, I think there's a lot of people right now that own businesses that shouldn't. 
That makes a ton of sense. Yeah, basically yeah. the long way of what I was saying. Hey, not everybody's built for it. And I'll tell you, I mean, we, it was, uh, it, it's very challenging, especially the way that, you know, we wanted to build a business, not just own a job. Right? Yeah. And so um, where, of course, all those steps along the way were really difficult and scaling to multiple locations and all of that and hiring great people and having great systems. And yeah, we were in a franchise, but it was a very underdeveloped franchise mm. as far as systems were concerned. So when you came on, how many franchises were there maybe about we got in early yeah we got in in 2008 so i think it was like 60 70 locations you guys are ground floor at that point it scaled 100x yeah or 10x yeah Yeah. and we grabbed we grabbed like one of the best territories right well arguably yeah Mm -hmm. although not in covid no and well and that's what i was getting (laughs) at is that you know everybody thinks oh this would be great i'll have my own business i'll be my own boss and then something like covid hits and I'll tell you, everybody else got paid and we didn't, right? Yeah. Because we, Oof. right? And, and Damn and Robert Kiyosaki. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. seriously. Robert, I mean, we're going to have a chat with you. <laughs> yeah, but, but our, our t- look, we got, uh, our business got obliterated during COVID. Um, we actually closed two locations. We had, because we had five alone in Manhattan. We closed two in Manhattan during COVID. Um, and I, I think a lot of people know how badly hit New York City got um, compared to the rest of the country and how long it took and is taking New York to come back compared to the rest of the country. Well, I think whenever you have a population density, you're, you're going to get affected by any sort of sickness, obviously, because yeah. everybody's dense together. But then organizing and coordinating a population like that has to be, I mean, we're coordinating Doylestown and it's an yeah. effort sometimes to get like an event put together. Yeah, I couldn't imagine trying to do something on the scale of New York city, which is a global city. Yeah. Yeah. And it's pretty crazy. And it, it was, I mean, look, it was a tough situation. I feel like New York didn't do a good job of adjusting once we really knew what yeah. we were dealing with. Right. That was the biggest issue for me. It wasn't initially, I understood initially once we understood who was really at risk and who wasn't New York didn't adjust and it continued to scare people to the extent that they didn't want to leave their homes. They didn't want to go to work. They didn't want to go to anything for that, way too long. Do you think that's just um, poor or ignorant leadership? Or like, was there just like, because when people are like, there's an agenda here. Like, I couldn't imagine what the agenda could possibly be that benefits anyone top down, like anywhere in there. I think it's purely just kind of like people are slow to change. And when you're in business for yourself, you need to be quick to change. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think we also have to acknowledge the trauma that people went oh, through no question. in New York city. Like it's changed that city forever and it's changed the people forever, much like nine 11. So, but I think in nine 11, again, you guys live there. I did not, but it, we didn't endure nine eleven. Not yeah. during nine eleven, yeah. but I was there, but not, wasn't living there. I felt like nine eleven changed this country for the better. I mean, the twenty year war side that was a complete right. mess. Like we'll leave that on the shelf. But like as tar- in terms of you know organizing and working together and people like acknowledging each other, I think nine eleven did a lot for like bringing a community together where Corona was very divisive. Oh yes. Very yeah. much so. You're right. Very much so. So it's, it's interesting because I think when we, we have social media to thank for that as well, but we also mm-hmm. have social media to thank for how, like the number of people that own businesses that shouldn't your business 
isn't necessarily like a glamorous business. It's like we teach kids math or like how to learn or whatever, like whatever the curriculum is. But people look on social media and they're like, oh, I want to own a business. I want to, yeah. I want a Ferrari. I want to live, I want to go on yachts. And <laughs> they don't, they don't realize that like the businesses that succeed the most are the ones that help people the most. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. So, so I think that, you know, your business, you, you guys probably got hit pretty hard because, you know, schools were shut down. People were scared and everything like that. But like, would I be wrong in saying that like now post Corona is probably really good for you guys? Cause now there's like academically kids are faltering. So it so should like, be, yeah. it should be. And, and we are, we're coming back. Um, we are still not where we were pre COVID. Oh, and really? Yes. It's been a very slow build back. And a lot of that I think really is to the it, related to particularly New York here, here we're back in New York. We're still not. Um, and I think so much of it is just the, how long it all carried on. I mean, look, there were still mask mandates in New York in like March, April of last year, right? So you no way, I, didn't, yes. I don't think I knew that. Yes. did you know that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean you just lifted you're world it. travelers. <laughs> <laughs> I went. I went to New York around that time. Right, yeah. there were still like vaccine requirements, like you had like to go to a restaurant at that point. So it, it, oh yeah, I got carded for a, my vaccine card in like a juice place. They're like, if you're going to be sitting in here with your juice, you need to show your, your vaccine card. I was yeah. like, oh, okay, I'll leave them. So but it's kind of that, I don't want to get off on a tangent, but that's kind of like people don't forget that. I don't forget. You know what I'm saying? You walk past that juice place now, you're like, I'm not going back in there <laughs> ever again. Yeah, I, hold, I don't hold it so much against the juice place, but I hold it against the the government. Yeah. The, the people running the whole show right and when you I mean, we when, did have to close for how many months do you remember how uh, that we were well, forced to be closed we were, i mean we were i don't remember how long we were forced to be closed but then the issue was can we get anybody back to work right the conditions so. in new york as far as you know everybody pretty much would take public trans- transportation to get to work did anybody want to take public transportation during covid no nobody wanted to right eventually there got to a point where the terror should have subsided mm. because we knew who was really at risk and who wasn't. And most of the people that we employed were not people that would be at risk. I still see people wearing masks. Yeah. So it, I think even if the information is available, um, there's the conspiracy notion, there's trust, there's people that just don't ever change. Yeah. But going back to what you said about like, oh, you're mad about the government. Like we are mm. the government in a way. Like we're the people are like they're citizens of our country. Sure. So I think there there was we were shut down here. Um, I personally shut the company down for two weeks, mm-hmm. and then we had people that just like we didn't know what was going to happen. Um, and I had people that needed to work, so we went back to work without like we weren't supposed to. But I said, screw it. Like, what are they going to do to us? Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that civil disobedience, I'm not saying burning down targets or things like that, right. but just the one of the first days we were back to work, I was pulling up to one of our home sites and there were police there. And I was like, shit. Oh, no. And I pull up and they were just like pumped to see people. They like oh, they, awesome. they, they literally could care less that we were working. They were just like, yo, what's going on? Like, <laughs> this is great. Everything's cool out here. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Are we cool, man? <laughs> <laughs> so that's when I realized, I was like, damn, like, these are just people governing people. And if we just say no, 
you know, it takes, sometimes it takes confidence or it takes, you know, met balls to say, say yeah. no. But there was a ton of time during that period that people came at me, like either at the gym or things. And I'm just like, get away from me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like go away. I was at the YMCA here and the rule was like, if you were on a machine, you, like, you pull your mask down. And I had some woman come clear across the dream to scream in my face about not having my mask on. And I looked at her and I was like, but you're within my six foot, like you are infringing on like, wow. I literally looked at her and I said some choice words and sure hit her with the eyes. Yeah. And then that was like, every time I saw her since like during that whole thing. And I, like, I still see this woman to this day. Like, I'm just like, I'm not going to forget how you acted that one no. time. Mm-hmm. Like we are at that point. We did know gyms yeah. were back open. Yes. Exactly. Things busy, like Home Depot was open, but you know, Finkel's hardware and new, like that wasn't open. So it was kind of like, I, I bought in very quickly that I'm like, damn, like, you know, absolute power corrupts absolutely. And this has now gotten out of hand. Yeah, it was totally out of hand. And and, I mean, we, we were open for business online. So we were working with kids online. So it wasn't like our business was completely shut down, but yeah, it was such chaos for parents, right? They're trying to deal with, they're trying to work, right? Trying to work, trying to deal with, you their, their kids being, you know, in online school and online school was generally not so good. Um, and here we were another online thing for their kid to do in terms of learning. And even if ours was significantly better than the experience that they were getting in school, cause ours was individualized. It wasn't like teaching to a class. There was still a lot of hesitation and a lot of people that didn't want more screen time for their kids. And it was like they were just kicking the can down the road. We mm. know that our child is going to have a problem in math because of this, but we're not ready to deal with it now. Yeah, I um, I caught some flack pretty early on on the Instagram stories for saying that. I think it was like week two of the shutdown. I said, hey, you know, you better find the person in your neighborhood that's good at math and team up with them and like teach your kids history and then like swap yeah. because all your kids are going to have real problems. And I had yeah. people jumping down Bingo. my throat. It's like, you don't have kids. And I'm like, yeah, but I have a brain. Yeah, you, common can st- sense. Like, you can, you can still sense. reason through oh that. I learned, I learned a lot <laughs> through that God. period of time that it's just not necessarily worth speaking up. Yeah. But there's also right. a fine line because like, if you don't speak up, then you get steamrolled. But if you do speak up, you do get steamrolled, but at least you like, <laughs> maybe you, changed and changed anything so i kind of just focused on my it taught me to focus on myself which was ultimately really great for me because i personally had you know probably one of the best years we might ever have in business right um was your biggest obstacle more so like the teacher participation like your staff participating versus like the students participating like could you not get people to run the the program yeah so that it, it, that is a chicken or the egg issue i mean we had we were about to when we were about to reopen our learning centers for in-person learning that was right at the beginning of that whole great resignation period that a lot of people a lot of businesses experienced mm. and we lost uh 60 of our instruction staff in new york in a about a four-week period just people just leaving 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 and i think a lot of that had to do with they didn't want to come back in person so people are like well i'll go find some other remote job that i can do during that you know at this point um and then we also had some pushback at the management level as well for some from some people so they wanted 
They wanted hazard pay. Hazard pay. I mean, it was like, it was crazy. Yeah, and, we're not at war here. And, and, <laughs> and we're losing and meanwhile, money. Yeah, meanwhile, our, revenue was, our yeah. revenue was down, you know, probably about 50% at that point compared okay. to pre-COVID. And yes, we were getting PPP and um, and um, but if that money, ERTC if and If that money that, was being used correctly... That money was coming in and going right back exactly. out. Exactly. That's yeah. exactly right. It wasn't coming to us. It was going to our employees for their, you know, wages, salaries and wages. It was going to our landlords. It was going to pay our bills to keep to, to stay alive. That's what it was. So you guys were at Corona, you were six locations. You had to shut we were, down. Two. We were actually uh we were eight total. At oh, the time. Okay. So those we had ones- seven in New York and the one out here. Okay, then- so the ones you shut down, they were that was it. Yeah. Yeah, there were. Um, they one, weren't doing great anyway. Yeah, they were second floor locations. One was Midtown East, and one was West Seventy Second. So it was like a second location on the Upper West Side, and a sort of a second location on the Upper East Side, and th- there just wasn't enough density of families in a walking distance for that those locations to be successful. So are, are most of your locations? Um, Inside like office settings? Or no, no, retail so, like, space. On storefront. Yeah, yeah. Storefront, storefront retail. retail. So except for those two we closed or second floor. There was second floor retail, which retail. a lot of learning yeah. centers in How, New who York can do jump that. Up that high, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, there there that wasn't that's not uncommon for learning centers in New York City. That's because, why I was asking, yeah. like, were you guys what what kind of location did you have? Yeah. Yeah. yeah for for those. So but Ex- expensive um, retail spaces, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and like our West Side one is very visible. It's on Amsterdam Ave between 84th and 85th. Yeah, it's very, very visible. Really I'll visible. nod and be like, mm. yeah, 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 yeah. I know that spot. I've, yes. I've been there. Yes, <laughs> New York City. Yes. <laughs> I don't know Philly at all. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I I used to hang out in New York City a lot, but it was always like just like getting up there in the middle of the night to go to like a club oh, or something like right. that. And it's just like, where Not are paying we? attention yeah. to where you are. Where are right. we right yeah. now? Yeah. yeah. There, there was maybe a time that we reported a car stolen just to find it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. You'd be like, Oh, where'd we park? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to grab breakfast and just report this car stolen. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> how funny. Oh, your, your point about how we are the government. <laughs> I saw this video of uh, de Blasio. Do you remember de Blasio? The yeah. Mayor the mayor. Oh my God. Um, he, was, uh, he was eating the Mc- burger and French fries. Yes. Yeah. You know and be that? like, you could have this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah all you need to all get you is your vaccination. Vaccine. You could have these fries. They're yeah. delicious. What the hell? These fries are delicious. Like, yeah. we, I am not that. <laughs> I am not no, that not government. That of, uh, <laughs> shout out to Service Events, oh, our sponsor nice. for this month. Um, they sent me that video today. And, oh. s- and Steve was like, don't ever forget. <laughs> and I was like, I won't, buddy. Yeah. I like Steve. Yeah. I like Steve. I think I want to meet Steve. Yeah, you guys would like that. I, yeah. Yeah. Actually, he's a you guys, chef. Yeah, they're yeah. twin brothers. They own service events. Nick and Steve service. That's like our dream to have a private chef. <laughs> they cook yeah, at they, your house. They come, we they, need a lot more students. <laughs> yeah. Clean everything. It's actually... It's 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 not like an all the time chef kind of a thing. That's right, okay. right. It's That's like okay. it's like a <laughs> special Ariel and I used to have them come over like once a month. Yeah. Especially during that time period cuz we loved eating out and then when we lived in Philly, we would go out all the time and then we moved back to Bucks County, it was going out all the time. You know, she had never she didn't live here, so right. I could take her all the places. And then I met them, I think through the podcast actually. Mm. And then I was like, "Wait, gonna have you guys come over and just cook this food i don't have to leave <laughs> this is a good deal yeah yeah, yeah yeah and uh it, it costs a few bucks but when you add up like 
you know, especially if you have kids. We have two kids. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, if yeah. you want to have, like, a classy meal, like, you put the kids to bed, they come over, they take care of everything for you. Oh There's no dishes. <laughs> and I they're, like, this. premium chefs. Like, they, they bring it. Wow. So it's kind of like, you, by the time you go out to a nice meal, like the Salt House or the Logan Inn or something, right, you're, right, right. you're spending that money anyway. anyway yeah. you, mm-hmm. you paid for a babysitter, right? <laughs> you're driving there. Right. You might get in a fight on the way back. You don't know. <laughs> like, you guys seem pretty good, but I'm We're speaking fig- figuratively. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you know there's some fighters out there. Yeah. Um, so, like, just, just like, avoid, I'm a lover. avoid it all and just have them come over. I love you know. this. Or especially, you know, um, I've, I've bought their service for customers. Oh, that's like brilliant. Done there, we just built a beautiful kitchen. We're like, well, I'll send these guys. That's brilliant. That is I'm gonna so send them classy. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's. Yeah. I bet I've had customers be like, wow, that was amazing. And then I have customers like, yep, thanks. I'm like, wait a minute. (laughs) These dudes came over that are completely tattooed. One of them has dreadlocks. They they have wild conversations with you. And all I got was, yeah, that was cool. cool, I'm like, you're full of shit. That shit was the best night of your life. I'm going to come straighten you out. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Oh, wow. You guys oh. actually, the, the vibe you put off, like you, you guys would enjoy them. Cool. We'll, we'll make the connection. Yeah, let's do that. Um, oh, cool. So yeah, you guys, great. you guys open, what year did you open the Doylestown one? That oh. was 2015. And you guys opened it or did you purchase? No, we opened it. Opened and, it okay. and with, yeah. Headler. So we were, we were living in New York City and I was like, oh, I got to get back to this area. It's New York City stressing me out. Are you and from here? No. Okay. I went to college around here. Would you go to college around here? Well, TCNJ. Well, it's not that close. TCNJ. TCNJ. Oh, okay. my girlfriend's going there right now. Really? Yeah. Oh, for what? What is she uh, studying? She's studying astrophysics. What? Cool. Yeah, yeah. she's smart as shit. Amazing. <laughs> awesome. What a nerd. Yeah, what a nerd. <laughs> <loser>. <laughs> a nerd too. Yeah, 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 yeah. We love nerds. That's Holy cool. Cow. Oh, man. You guys love her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're total dorks. We're nerds. Nerds. <laughs> There's a difference between dorks and nerds, I was told. Well, and, and a, a nerds are cooler. Is that the thing? Or not? Yeah, a dork is just like, I'm pretty sure a dork is a dolphin's penis. J- Oh. A well, walrus, walrus, walrus. walrus. walrus? Yeah, oh. so it's actually like a uh. biological, like, it's, a, it's more rooted so you in you call insult. somebody a dork, that's it's not so nice. It's an insult, yeah. but a nerd, you're like, <laughs> I'm right. a nerd. Right. You know what I'm saying? Okay. No, I, think, yeah. I think geek is the one that you'd want to be called, besides mm, I don't want to be a geek. I'll take nerd. You'd rather be a nerd. I'd rather be a nerd. Nerd, I think, is more like Steve Urkel, like, pocket protector. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, but Urkel, like when he took his glasses off, he, he was that other. Cool. Yeah, he, yeah. Well, I don't remember what his oh, name yeah. was. He wanted to be other Urkel. Yeah, but yeah. He, had, he had like yeah. another name though that he yeah. was like. All the ladies were like, "Whoa, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. my yeah. God, who's that?" Yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah. dude, I don't want to ever wear glasses. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So, um, yeah, so, so TCNJ. Yeah, nice. 2015. Yes, 20 you guys. So, how did you find like Peddler's Village? Is obviously, mm. oh. uh, it's a spot. Yeah. yeah, it's a place the, where we were positioned wait, wait, in Peddler. On. Sorry, wait, go rewind, ahead. Rewind, rewind. Yes. So we got we got stuck on astrophysics. Yeah. Um, so I hung out in this area when I went to college, and I was like, "Oh, this is so nice out here." I, I remember how nice it felt just to be in like the New Hope area. I picture like cool. young Tammy like going to wineries and like Girls' oh. Day. Not exactly. Okay. I don't Coffee drink shops. alcohol. Oh, all right. Oh, okay. Cheers. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for coffee shops. I though. mean, for a couple of reasons not to get into, I guess, but my grandfather was an alcoholic and I was like, I don't want any part of that. Mm. And also like, I respect my brain. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
kind of love my yeah, brain. something about that alcohol and poison and <laughs> yeah. like everything else being illegal, but this is good to go. Yeah. 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 Maybe another podcast, but. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can, we, let's uh, try not to be nerds right now. Yeah. <laughs> sure. So I studied math at TCNJ. Nice. <laughs> uh, math education, because I knew I wanted to be a teacher. Um, and I guess we got to a point well, where we had we're finished the curriculum project. So we had this oh, okay, that's three where we and a half year long project of re-engineering the mathnasium curriculum. And okay. it was, I mean, it was incredible. It was a life's work. Um, it was also painful. And it was not always um, uh, a friendly relationship with some of the people at mathnasium corporate. Mm. So whenever want. whenever you're doing something like creative like that, yes. No matter what you're doing, I've always noticed you get to rub elbows with somebody. Yeah, there's somebody that's like, I don't think this is creative. Like, oh, you want to start a podcast? Oh, totally. It's like, the creatives versus the money people. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, no. and there's no quadrant for that. No. Oh, it's a frustrating place to be when you're a creative and you're trying to get money from the money people. Yeah. I mean, that's why the actors are on strike right now. Right. Yeah. Right. But, yeah. And, and, and we knew that. We were doing revolutionary work. I mean, we knew it, and um, so that's got to be your calling. Then, like you know, you're making, you're gonna make a difference. Yes. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna shed some blood here. And yeah. Fight. I mean, it got to the point where I, there was. I won't go into all the details, but we were supposed to get certain resources and things from them, and we didn't get it. Um, they just couldn't deliver, and so it all fell back on us. Meaning, and meaning people to help us write. We were, yeah, people to, yeah, they were human, human capital. Yes, human capital. They were supposed to do a lot of the formatting. They were supposed to do a lot of the problem selection. And every time we got that back from them, we had to rip it up and start over. So I became the master formatter of all the materials. So I was doing all the page layout graphic design, which I had no experience doing, but I learned Mm. because I had to. And Tammy did. So we were supposed to just do the conceptual design and then they were supposed to do the rest. So you guys were supposed to create the curriculum, hand it off to the graphic designer and say, make it look like this. Yes. Mm-hmm. Put it on page 47 and yep. make it look like this. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then there were supposed to have other curriculum writers who were going to do all the problem selection, like select the numbers, write the word problems. But we were going to create the conceptual structures for all of it. Um, we didn't. We didn't get that at a high level. So we took that over. And so something that was supposed to take maybe a year ended up taking three plus years. It would be like writing Harry Potter and then also doing the illustrations. Yes. Instead of hiring an illustrator. So they just didn't provide you with the, like you guys were putting so much energy into creating this like world changing curriculum. Correct. And the, the visual side of things wasn't meeting the level of effort or you know, expectation that you were putting Yeah, they on. just didn't have it. That's what it came down to. And they to. wanted it done way faster than was humanly possible to get right. it done. But it, it got to the point where we, they, they were putting so much pressure on us and they, they said to us, well, you know, we, we really can't pay for this anymore. So um, we're just going to take it over from here. And like we were about two thirds of the way through it. And we were like, no, we said, you don't want to pay us. Fine. We're paid up. We're, we're going to keep going. And we went for another 16 months because we just, it wasn't, it was never about the money. We, it was about what we were going to deliver to our students. That's what we cared about. And we knew that the only way we get these life-changing revolutionary materials in front of our students is if we do it. 
Mm. So we did it. Um, Was there ever a time that, you know, and maybe there were some contracts or something preventing this. Was there ever a time where you were just like, I'm going to nuke the Mathnasium name and we're There were contracts that wouldn't allow for that. Non-competes, yeah. Yeah, and we were so deep into it at that point that, like, to start over... It would have been so much work, and you know, here we are. We've got leases, we've got we've got franchise agreements, we've got employees. Like that shows maturity too, because I probably would have caused the, like I probably would have chose the opposite way, and then caused myself a whole bunch of frustration. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. or at least younger me would have done that. I've been like, you don't want to play with me, fine. Yeah, <laughs> I'll build my own sandbox. Yeah, <laughs> like I mean, uh, millions event- of dollars later, I'd be like, this wasn't a good idea. This was. <laughs> um, eventually, we uh, we made amends. Um, with all the parties involved. No, that's that, good. Which was great. Um, but it, it was, um, we got done with that project and we picked our heads up and we were like, at the time we had three locations and we were like, okay, we got to do more with this now that we have this and we need to live more because we were overseeing the operations of our business, right? Our multi-unit uh, mathnasium business and we had this full-time job of writing the curriculum. So you talk about the importance of having systems that, you know, repeatable, reliable systems and great people. The only way we could have done that, it was if we had those things, right? Which we, we did thankfully. Um, But still it took oversight. It still took time. I was kind of dealing with most of the oversight of the operations and still had to be working in the business more so than maybe I would have liked to. Plus we had this full-time job of writing, you know, over 2000 pages of curriculum. So it was. That's why I don't ever understand how people write textbooks. Yeah. It's like, dude, I just bought this textbook last year. How the hell did you come up with a new one? Yeah. I know for a fact this is the same shit in a new cover and you Mm. added a few pages. Because when you write a whole new curriculum, because I've done, I've I've written business curriculum in in the sense of like systems. I'm like, wow, you know, you set your expectations like, all right, this is our five year, three year, one year. You know, in order to meet these one-year goals, we have to, you know, cross off these challenges, you know, monthly, weekly, quarterly. And it's like you get into a quarter and you're like, holy shit, we're not going to meet our deadline here because this one process involves so many different, you know, people or like just writing writing processes on like how sales are done and like how the money changes hands and how the money's managed. Like if you don't, if you're not doing that in your business... Like I can argue, like would like you're just kind of doing things. Like you're just mm. going, you're going into work each day, and you have a job that's a you're calling a business. Right, right. Yeah, you're, you own a job. It. You're yeah. winging it. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. totally relying on you. Yeah. yeah. So you guys got, you guys already had the location. You finished the curriculum, and then you're like, we got to do more in terms of like now we have, you know, we have. Everyone we have this needs. thing that, like, now we've got the goods. Yeah, so we so got to get it out. we got to spread the, the word. The point was we wanted to be able to scale, right? We wanted yeah. to be able to have more locations. So at that point, didn't we buy the two Brooklyn centers? No, not yet. No? No. Oh, what happened No, next? so at that point, Come on, yeah. Tammy. <laughs> no. oh. I'm better at the timeline stuff with that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so um, at that point, we, um, we bought, we decided that we wanted to go reconnect with this area. Oh, part of it was because, here's how it happened. It's funny. So- we were working with a business coach um, who uh, we still work with on occasion. He's phenomenal and I love him. Um, and our first, pro- our first uh, homework, piece of homework from him was to identify our personal values, passions, and purpose. 
and um, I spent, I'm a musician and I spent time, you know, trying to make it in that world. And then when we started the Mathnesium business and we had our kids, I, I completely shut it off. It yeah. was right. And um, I was, what kept coming up for me in my writing was that I needed to reconnect in performing and in music. And I had done some musical theater also, as well as being in rock bands and all of that. What instrument do you play? I'm a drummer uh, and a singer primarily. Okay. Um, also play guitar, a little bit of piano. So, oh. but I'm, I play so he's a, a musician. musician. Yeah. So yeah. I play, I play in a band now where I'm the drummer and the lead singer. So it's a, uh, Damn, you got some pipes on you. Yeah, yeah. Dude. yeah, you definitely don't smoke. No, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> no hookah for our friend. No, no, no. <laughs> definitely not. Yeah, and like, well, anyway, um, CBD will do. Yes, yeah. yeah, CBD would be fine. Nice. Um, so, I'm. We're in a coffee shop, both of us, and we're we're you know writing independently for ourselves. And she went into the bathroom, and while she's in the bathroom, I get this random text message from a producer of a uh, musical producer that I had worked with on a show 10 years prior to that. I played Judas in uh, Jesus Christ Superstar. Okay. And you can see that, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's why I was going to be like, what instrument do you play? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the harp. The harp. <laughs> no, definitely not the harp. <laughs> that would be fun. But, um, yeah. so, so she reaches out to me and she's like, hey, I'm producing Superstar again, and it was for the same company. She's like, I have a Judas, but I need a Simon. And Simon has, like, uh, it's, like, one big rock song. And, like, that's pretty much all that Simon does in the show. She's like, I need you for two scenes. Yeah. If you're up for it, would love to have you. And I was like, okay, I'm writing about how I need to find ways to get back into this. And here is this opportunity that just suddenly, like, I put it out into the universe, and there it, it showed up and I, Tammy came out of the bathroom. And I was like, I got to show you this. And, she, and she's like, you got to do this. You also like, had just gone through a health crisis. I did. I had right. gone through a health crisis. I forgot about that part. Right. So this was kind of like a way of healing for yes, you to it get was. back to the music. Yes. Yes. And, and so health crisis, like you cut your hair. No, no, yeah. definitely. That's not happening. I wish. Okay. That's all no, us. no, it, it was, it so was, we'll just leave it as crisis. Yeah. That, that's also for, I, I, I'm, perfectly fine being open about it but it was um i i found in a very traumatic way that i had developed a very like rare endocrine condition okay yeah that now and it went like i had to get rushed to the hospital and i could have gone into cardiac arrest and it was like there's people listening right now that are googling endocrine yeah <laughs> so, yeah, yeah right so we'll yeah, if, if they want to know what what it is it's called <laughs> hy hypoparathyroidism okay so um Damn. but anyway thankfully many years later i'm kind of healed from it okay. um mostly through our own doing um rather than just trusting the medical establishment damn right. we're gonna have like multiple other podcasts yeah here. Yeah. Oh, yeah this really? is yes. when you talk about fascinating oh, this is yeah. incredibly fascinating no yeah I'm, I'm just gonna curtail my yeah yeah my, we should we yeah. should talk bring about ariel on for that yes because it's all the yeah that's what the solution it's, has to do with the mouth actually. it's unbelievable yeah. Mm. yeah yeah ariel would, would have to be there for that yes she, there's Interesting thyroid facts there. That yeah, yeah. Well, and this is the this yeah. is the parathyroid, which are the tiny little glands that are neck near. That's what it means para meaning near your thyroid. Mm -hmm. So that has nothing to do with thyroid function. Uh, parathyroids regulate the calcium and phosphorus in your blood. Mm -hmm. so, so they're like the nodes next to yes. your. They're these thyroid. tiny little things. Yeah, glands. they just like connect across your yes. throat like this. Yeah, yeah. and um, mine stopped working. 
Oh, thanks, guys. Yeah, they work again, oh, okay. which like apparently isn't doesn't normally happen. Yeah, because I mean, we're not gonna get on the rabbit hole. Yeah, but yeah. I was gonna say people get on a whole bunch of pharmaceutical drugs, and then they're like on the drugs for life, yes. and then everything your body forgets how to work, and yep. then your drugs are telling you how your body yep. work, and then you die. You know, yes, uh, unfortunate age. Yes, yeah. yeah. So, so that's awesome. Yeah, it's amazing. That you got through it. I got that, through yeah. it. I mean, it was it was not good. Um, but I got through it. So what here is this? This is the tw- coffee shop. This here. is 2015. Okay, so 2015, you finished the curriculum. Yeah, and then I do this show. So I went and I did this show, and so you you got to be Simon. So I got to be Simon, and right. I got to rock it out, and it was awesome. And from that, I've continued through that show. I made other relationships that led me to continue playing music and continue being performing both on stage and musicals and then in bands and like the lead guitarist in my band now i met through a connection through that show if i had not done that show we don't ever meet most likely it's not crazy how life works like literally this the location we're recording in is just like a series of misfortunate events that we capitalized on. yeah exactly (laughs) yeah so Mm. people are like are you upset about such and such and i'm like Oddly, no. Right, no. <laughs> it's like this weird, like, I should be. Well, you can be, oppor- but it's right, like, there's opportun- new opportunities that come, right? That yeah, does happen. When you, when you come out on top yeah. in a negative situation, it's kind of like, it's hard, if you're healthy at least, like, it's hard to harbor that energy. Yeah. yeah. Well, while, while I was at rehearsals and, and, you know, in tech week for, you know, all that and shows, Tammy was thinking back to her own artistic history and Tammy was pursuing had pursued an acting career and during college and after college she did some community theater in Lower Bucks. Okay. You guys might know. Um do you know Actors Net of Bucks County? It's right on the river. <laughs> no. You don't? Actors Net. You used to live in Yardley? Yeah, I did. Oh, is it in right. near Mooresville? Yeah. Like Lower yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. In Mooresville. Yeah. It's in okay. it looks like a little renovated garage yeah. that's right on the river. That's mm-hmm. where I did theater. Oh, yeah. no way. Yeah. yeah. see. It exists. It's a real thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I drive by so it all the time. Yeah. Do you know Jamie Bradley? I mean, I know he's some. He's a contractor. He's a, the, he's he, a he carpenter. He liked one of your posts, so I was like, oh my goodness, there might be a connection What's there. his company called? I don't, I don't Jamie think. Bradley Construction? Yeah, I mean, he's, yeah, yeah, he's a carpenter, so I don't think he has, he has a company. company. I don't know. I, there's, it's, I've gotten really good at remembering people's names. Yeah, but it's still, oh, when you're kind of like If you ever see a guy playing, if you ever see a guy playing Henry Mercer... Yeah, he plays Henry Mercer for the for castle like for too. The, yeah, for oh, wow. yeah. He'd be I kind of want to like do a small theater. Now. Yeah, we yeah, should yeah, do that. Yeah. yeah, I'd love to do that. Yeah. yeah. So, so what yeah. happened was while I was doing all of that, Tammy was you know thinking back to her experiences and doing that, and she started to kind of reconnect through social media with some of her friends that she had disconnected from during that period of time. Mm-hmm. Got and the troop back together. Yeah, and she was like, wouldn't it be cool to like yeah. spend, and she was like, this area is beautiful and it's very, so different than New York City. Why don't we like spend some time out here? And then we knew ourselves so well that we were like, well, the only way we're actually going to spend time out here is if we open a mathnasium center. We got <laughs> we to we monetize and, it. Right. Well, and we had this, we had the, we this had the goods. Brain I was like, the only way this is going to work is if I tell, if I convince you, we're going to open a business out there. Yeah. It's the only way we're going to be able to like actually take trips. And then we rented a little farmhouse mm. on Quarry Road. Okay. Um, yeah, we old, were, it was, it was like at the time, yeah, at the house. time it was a bed and breakfast and like, but they, we rented like a couple rooms ongoing just for us on a monthly basis. So we could come and go as, as we, 
you know, needed to. And so we opened, we, we it came was awesome out here. and horrifying. It was, yeah, <laughs> at the same all at the same time. There yes. were like bats and oh. mice and mold. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? New York Smoke. City has like dog-sized rats. Yeah. <laughs> but not like, you're like, is that a raccoon? No, yeah, no that's, that's a rat. rat. Yeah. Yeah. I saw some the other day. You're, you're so right. Yeah. 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 Like if I ever had to survive in New York City, I would just bring a bow and arrow. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, there's nobody starving out there if they want to eat. Yeah. You just set up a grill. Yeah. Yeah. Oh get some gosh, rat meat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's and those, yeah, we, like if you get some, you get some like uh, grass fed rats, you know, yeah, yeah, some yeah. real lean guys. Yeah, j- just go into the park. That's <laughs> yeah. totally, you go into Central Park and get all the rats you want there. Yeah, you just like if when you have a rat like stand up and like throw his traps out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, that's the rat you want. Yep, that guy. <laughs> yeah, shotgun. Yeah, yeah, yeah there it is. Dead rat. Yeah, yeah dead rat. <laughs> brilliant. Right. Um, so yeah, so we decided at, at you know uh, kind of on a whim we came out like we we didn't have a car at the time and we we got a I don't know if you know what Zipcar is but it it's yeah like, Zipcar Ariel like when we moved out to the suburbs like I had to get her a car right. and like at first I was like do you know how to drive I'm about to get this <laughs> car to get this car right here why don't we start with a CRV in case you wreck it right <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah oh you yeah. guys didn't have a CRV yeah that car sucked <laughs> the only reason was because I was like damn I don't know I trust you with this yeah. <laughs> she'd well, only ever had zip car she's like oh if I need a car I just get a zip car yeah. I'm like please yeah so we did we we were at brunch one day and then like we were looking at places out here and on a whim we were just like why don't we just like we, her mom tammy's mom was at our apartment watching the kids and so we're like we saw just... it was a buckingham green listing yeah, yeah, know, yeah. buckingham green mm-hmm. yeah we're like, yeah we're like that shopping cute. center looks nice we should we should go see yeah, it yeah i know the owners of the buckingham green shopping oh. center yes okay oh. yeah i used to have my office right behind there oh yeah. sure yeah yeah yeah. Oh. yeah so so on a whim we just like got a zip car and drove out here out to see buckingham green yeah just yeah yeah, yeah. just because like hilarious yeah, right? yeah that place is that place is uh your location now is um top notch yeah compared yeah. to buckingham green yes. no no offense no no it's great it's fantastic yeah. we're, we're thrilled with it um so and, and then that night we actually went to see a show at actors net so like I, we got mm-hmm. there for like the the, the for Did act the full, two of the show the full tour of upper and lower yes. bucks yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly yeah. And, and that was kind of the beginning of it and then we and i got cast in the show there it yeah a, it's a western well they, that was they saw fun. you like the star in the crowd and they were like come well she still knew everybody so you're still connected yeah yeah, yeah. okay um, so in 2015 so we decided to open are, that how old are your kids uh, five and w- like two. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So yeah. little, yeah. little. Um, so we, we so, decided so you guys are balancing on. a lot. Yes. <gasps> I wonder why we got so sick. I yeah. got sick too. Yeah. She was a mess. like his, his thing like stressed me out so much that I like my, my cup runneth over and all. And real, <laughs> I realized that I had a whole bunch of crap going on in my body that mm. I couldn't suppress yeah. anymore. Like, Lyme and like SIBO, which sucks, which is small. Well, you had Lyme disease, yeah. yeah, which I think I got from a tick when we came out visiting yes. here. Oh, yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. <sighs> those yeah, it was a mess. Yeah, it was it was, so, how do you guys like not to get too personal? Yeah, how do you guys in like a relationship with that much stress with kids living in New York City? You don't have a fucking car, yeah, yeah. Like, how do you guys communicate to each other successfully to like come off the way you do right now? Like you guys um, come off as like you guys actually you know dare I say like each other? Oh, uh, you know um, like it's very therapy. rare. Therapy, okay. yeah, a lot of therapy. therapy. Yeah, I, 
um, I'm still in therapy and I think I'll be forever because I think it's wonderful. Yeah. Um, and you were in I therapy was for a, very for long a while. Mm-hmm. So that's that's number one. So yeah. individual therapy, individual. did you guys do any like couples therapy to communicate? Not very it meaningful. It no, really. wasn't very good. <laughs> the yeah. couples ther- we therapy. We did that like once or twice. Yeah. Um, but but we've went through hard, we have gone through hard times. Very hard times. Um, and learned a lot and really learned that we need to do our individual work. Yeah. And process some childhood stuff that yeah. was getting in getting in our way. So I've yeah. been doing that and Can I um, ask like how old you guys are? <laughs> how old do how you, old think, do you we think we are? are? Let's go there. Well, first. Like <laughs> you're do the math. I should have asked like when like, oh, when did you graduate in college? And, and asked that question and done that math. Um I don't know, like you both look very like especially with the endocrine situation, like you yeah. both look like Damn, you could you could be in your late. I'm 35. Okay, and you guys look to be the same age as me, <laughs> but you have now a 2015. We're seven, eight years later, so you've got a 13 year old. Yes. Don't use math. Don't use the math. Try not to use the math. Just <laughs> go by. You think 35, 36? I don't know. Like maybe early 40s. Like yeah. if that's like I want to be honest yeah. about it, but like you don't look that that's, old. That's a, and like that's you guys are guy. you guys like the way you communicate is like very. Like, you're definitely not, like, you you show experience in what you're doing sure. and, like, the way you're thinking. So, I'm like, what the f- <laughs> What's going on get here? What is this? What is this? Well, who do you think's older? Damn. That's I think a, you're that's older. That's a fucking dangerous question. <laughs> yeah. I think that's you're you're older. looking at me like, it's good. Yeah, I know I look older. younger than I am. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and I'm, you're not going to insult me. Um, I mean, I guess he's younger. He's younger. Yeah. Oh, damn. I thought he was not older. By, not by much. He's younger by like, a little bit. So, yeah. how, so how old are we? We're, we're both we're 44. 44. Okay. 44. Okay. Yeah. Damn. I was going to say late 30s. But yeah. yeah. So in, in between <laughs> the setup of mathnasium, they discovered the elixir of love. Yeah. What the <laughs> hell are they doing? Maybe therapy's the key. <laughs> and he's just like, we eat rats. <laughs> it's the New York City rats. That <laughs> For sure. You got you to get them. fed ones. <laughs> the, yeah. Central Park rats. Clo- yeah. The closer to the subway, the better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's why. Because we had these these two big like health crises, and we had to learn how to treat our bodies way better. Yeah. And um. we did, and we got really into functional medicine and and health and wellness world, and lots of podcasts and biohacking and like all the stuff your wife loves. Yeah. Yeah. She's a. I'm yeah. I'm a human experiment. Right. Well, and also feeding our souls with the right medicine, right? Not not just on the you new calm, right? New calm helps too. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Meditation. Yeah, new calm. Yeah, shout yeah. out. You guys can sponsor us. Yeah, we'll be in contact. Out. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. fantastic. I mean, also we. I mean, we have a very very long history together because we started dating when we were fourteen. So wow, yeah. So a couple of ninth grade sweethearts here. Yeah, Damn. yeah. I mean, it was n- it was not easy straight shot to marriage. We had, I mean, we were together well, all through goodness. high school. If it was, oh then yeah, we would not be communicating oh, no. as well as we do exactly. Now, I don't. Know? Yeah, I mean, I don't say that with any. You know, I'm not looking down on us for it. It was yeah. just our reality. And yeah, you could you could do like the entrepreneurial thing and just paint a false picture. So they need to get a bunch of people and yeah. relationships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, be like, we got to be be successful. You got to find someone at 14. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> no, I mean it was it was it was very challenging to go from that childhood relationship to an adult relationship. There were a lot of challenges. Well, along they the way. say they say you know, throughout like your teenage college and then post college, like typically you have like three, you know, deaths and rebirths in terms of like your relationship. So like the person you date in high school shouldn't be, 
shouldn't be the person you date in college and then the person you date in college shouldn't be the person you marry because you as an individual need this this is psychology here yeah. not a psychologist but you you are changing mm-hmm. and like in order for you to develop into the individual that you need to be you need to like let go of certain relationships so mm-hmm. when i meet people that are like you guys went through those deaths and rebirths yes but navigated them with each other yes, yes. which it says a lot about you guys so like where you started as like you were supportive yeah whereas like i was in a relationship um before ariel that was um was great for a period and then like i wanted to be something and like be the type of man that i wanted to be like i wasn't able to be that because i was always looked at as you know the child version of Uh. me or the teenage version of me so i'm like no i'm gonna be the guy that opens the car door for you and it's like what are you doing and then i'd be like well i'm being you know, that's the kind of man you want to be. be this kind yeah. of man. And it's just like, you're not going to make me feel weird for trying to be better. Yeah. Mm. So when I met Ariel, like we obviously haven't been together as long as you guys have. Right. Most people haven't. Right. <laughs> um, it was like, it was very difficult on her end to communicate with me in the beginning. Cause I was pretty much a fucking caveman. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'd be like, why are you yelling at me? Go away. Like, and then oh, I realized funny. it was actually like my own consistency, inconsistencies as a person. Mm. like and developing that Mm. like i wouldn't be successful the way i am today without having met ariel she like she was a catalyst for like like, i was already like you know struggling my way through you know Mm self-development but it's like having someone to like bounce that off of oh sure um is critical so like when i see you guys like communicating and like he's taking the mic and then you're just like he's better at timelines oh yeah you're like it's just like you see this like humbleness about your you know both sides of your relationships which you know i appreciate that's that's really perceptive that you would notice something like he has that as well with his relationship yeah so i realize it as well i feel like you guys do really well with conflict and you see what i'm picking up from you guys because you guys seem very calm and centered yeah. Um, because that's kind of how I am with my girlfriend. We're very, we talk things out. We never argue. So it's, and we've only been together for six years. So right, it's right. like, it, it's cool seeing how long you guys been together. Yeah. When you said 30 years, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. It makes complete sense. Well, I'd say like, you don't, mm-hmm. like, you need to argue in a relationship, but it's yeah, like constructive. Right. Exactly. Constructive yeah. yeah. Com- like well, and how do you do it in a way that is still respectful to the mm-hmm. other person? Cha- you need to challenge, like, especially like, um, like you've seen it in previous businesses that I've been a part of, like, if you don't have respectful battle, mm-hmm. like your business fails at Absolutely. the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So like when you get into battle and like everybody's being real nasty or like not constructive, you're like, and then, you know, you, you, you work through it, but you're always like, mm, now you said something about like, I did something good, yeah, but I don't believe you because you brought up that thing in that one fight and you were, mm-hmm. you were very adamant that I was not good. Yeah. So it's like it's it's giving people broken trust. Yeah, mm-hmm. that broken yeah. trust that's like very difficult to maintain um in, you know, romantic relationships as well as like friendships. Like Gilmar and I have a very good friendship because like I can come in like a fucking Tasmanian devil and just be like a complete asshole for five minutes and Gilmar's like, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I calm down, and he's like, mm-hmm. "Yes, See, I don't think you should do that." And I'm like, uh, "You're right." <laughs> See, that's something that I had to learn um, because you know Tammy is is very fiery, and there will be times where she just gets like not at me, but she could get enraged about something and yeah, she'll she'll go off and just and it says you're all this Capricorn. You're yeah. oh jesus Capricorn. don't jesus. Start. Jesus. Yeah. how'd you yeah. know that yeah. <laughs> all, 
I talk to Ariel. Yeah. But um. you and I both have cardinal energy. I won't, I won't get into that. Yeah. I won't. Yeah. I actually have like my star chart pulled up. Ariel sent it to me. I'm like, what the f- is this? And she's like, you got to be ready for Tammy. Yeah. <laughs> She wants us to talk about it. Maybe another time. Yeah. We could. Okay. So yeah. getting getting back so, 2015, so, you guys oh, came sure. down here, or what were you? Guys? He was no, saying I, what else. I was going to say is that I had to learn to just give her the space to rant and say what she needs to say without trying to step in and like bring my my calming earth to her and like just let her get it out. And eventually, she comes around to like, okay, the thing that she's wanting to do in the the heat of the moment is not most likely what's going to happen but she just needs that space to express it and so i'm the one that's just there like mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah that's awful and like yeah i get it and what is the the def- your old default my old default is i've got to squash it I've got to get her to reality because mm-hmm. what she's talking about is not in reality. So I've got to calm things down. I've got to like get her thinking logically, not from this emotional place. And that causes friction mm-hmm. in well, our yeah. relationship. And why do you jump to solve it like that? Well, because it makes me feel better. That's yeah. why. Because it makes you uncomfortable yeah, for I'm, me to be in that space. It so, did make me uncomfortable. So like his strategy would be to come in and try to fix it, right? Yes. Try to fix that problem. Yes, because I'm an ultimate problem solver. Yeah. So it's right. like, hey, I'm going to come in and solve this so that I don't have to feel this tension. And and I, I'm not wanting you to fix it. I'm just no. wanting you to like hold the space yeah. for me and let me emote and let me come to my own conclusion that, yes, yes. we're not going to go beat up the CEO of yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> some some company that sounds like gymnasium yeah. <laughs> exactly. but definitely not madness yeah, definitely yeah. Not. Yeah. no we'll reach out to our legal team later yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. um okay yeah so and you guys you know kind of bumbling around in Bucks County as a lot of New Yorkers do yeah you yeah. guys came down and you're like all right we're gonna we're mod- gonna open a we're gonna center open, here. open a center here yeah so we did um, and then at the same time we were opening that second location on the Upper West Side that we eventually closed during COVID mm. um, then we made the at the time for me painful decision <laughs> to move out here mm. Um at the time, it was painful because I felt like I had just envisioned that we were going to be like lifetime New Yorkers, and we're just going—we can't drum in Bucks County. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that like yeah. that was just—I just had this vision of what life would be, and we were so physically and emotionally spent, we just couldn't. We needed a change, and so we made the. Like I said at the time, painful decision to move out here. But before we did that, we opened another mathnasium location in Manhattan. Um, that was that another the other one that we ended up closing. That was okay. um, technically mid called Midtown East, but it was really on the lower part of the Upper East Side. Um, for you know, because I know you know I'm New York like, so well, yes. so yeah, <laughs> yeah, that that place. I've seen Guy- Godzilla and yes. I am Legend. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. So you need to know and Seinfeld. Yeah. Yeah. So Frank Lucas. Yes. So we so we moved out here in um, March of 2017, uh, and um, we were total cityots, man. Like we <laughs> now we gr- cityots. Yeah, I've never, I've never heard that. Yeah, yeah. that's dope. Be, yeah. Yeah. I like that. We yeah. were total city. It's it, it was it was really funny. I mean, we we both grew up in the suburbs. We grew up in Tom's River, New Jersey. So it wasn't okay. like mm. 
but we had lived in New York for so long that it was like we weren't used to suburban life. You're like, is that a squirrel? Yeah, and like suddenly <laughs> we're we're just like thrown into suburban life, and like we didn't even have cars, right? Like Tammy had to get her driver's license again because her driver's license had expired for more than two years. So she had to. We we made an appointment in Williamsport because we couldn't get an appointment out here. Williamsport, Pennsylvania. Yes, and we needed to. Yeah, it was like me and, and a bunch of high school kids. Yeah, and, that's like Trap City, Pennsylvania. Out yeah, there. but that was the, soon, no the, joke. the earliest like appointment <laughs> that we could get because we needed to get her license before we moved out here. Well, I had a license before. I just let it expire. Yeah, yeah. In New York. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it shows a lot of responsibility on your part. I would have drove without a license. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not worth yeah. it. Fuck it. No, yeah. I would have got pulled over and just been like, "Hi, officer." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, I, we couldn't operate that way. <laughs> no offense, but um, so so we were like drop. It was like, and I remember the I w- I had to go on a business trip for a mathnasium thing, like a national small group event, two days after we moved in. Oh. And so it was like, the, and then I came home, and I, like I wasn't actually coming to what felt like home. It mm. was just, it was, it, it just was upending. It was yeah, really like, tough. We, you guys look so young right now, so I keep forgetting that you have kids throughout <laughs> yeah, this whole period yes. of time that are quite young. Yes, mm-hmm. and yeah. keeping in mind that we were both still dealing with health crisis issues too, mm-hmm. all at the same time. It was a very traumatic, very difficult time. Um, it, it was, um, but when you talk about like you know what you notice in us now, I mean, we went through really hard times then, right? Like that type of upheaval trying to run a, run the business, dealing with health problems. It was, um, it was really, really challenging. Yeah. There's a, there's a, um, I was, I'm just going to say ancient Chinese proverb because like, I can't remember the book it's in, but there's something about like, there's like a stone in a river that gets like thrown into the river and it's like quite jagged. But then like when you pull it back out of the river later, it's just like this smooth river rock. Mm. So you guys are river rocks now. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Confucius well, say. and I think we need, I needed uh, support. Like I needed therapy through all of that because oh, yeah. it was hard. And I had concussions too. I had two concussions within three months. One was from a whiplash in a car and one was just banging my head on a playground, like trying to like climb up a ladder and like it got hit oh. like this. Real yeah, hard. really hard. Jammed my neck. And concussions, like I had to go to vision therapy. I had to learn how to like use my eyeballs again. Mm. And, and driving was like super stressful to my nervous system um and i had to get like cranial sacral therapy um and i had no idea how to support you through all that it was like canal that went bad and it was like a ton of stuff all at once just piled on Um, oh i had amoebas yeah she like Parasites from in her gut. Sushi, I think. Well, I shouldn't say that here. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't from here. No, not at all. He's yeah. yeah. never been here. They don't have that. Yeah, they've never yep, definitely not here. Yeah. 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 It was yeah. It was like in it was internal chaos. It was really It was grocery store sushi. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Acme sushi. Yeah. yeah. No offense Acme to Acme. Too hard, yeah. yeah. No but offense it, to Acme. No. I'm yeah. Yeah, it was um it was hell. But um but we healed, right? We, we, and we didn't give up on our relationship through that. I think many people probably would have. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, that goes without saying. Like what you have now, like we're on this side of the table observing this, you know, beautiful relationship that you guys had, but like, or have that it was earned. 
Yes. People mm. think that you just like people say that, you know, probably not as much about Ariel and I the way they probably look at you guys, but like we're getting there. Yeah. So like I have people a lot of time saying like, your wife's a saint. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know she's a great lady. And they're like people like now I'm starting to come around to my sainthood. And <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Humbly, yeah. but it's just kind of like, it's nice to like have people like look at us and be like, wow, like how do you guys like do all this? And I'm like, if you met us in the beginning, <laughs> You wouldn't. You would wonder what's happening. Who? Which one of us is on drugs right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> like when we first met, it was like, like her nickname was Razor. <laughs> so if you like, you know, the sweet little Ariel that mm. you know, like her, she literally had an alter ego named Razor Ooh. because you know I was eating out three meals a day and making great money, and she, you know, wasn't. So like when we met, I'm like, we're gonna party, and uh. she'd never partied like that before. Uh. So like there was a lot of alcohol involved and things, and I'd be like, we'd be going all like Wednesday through the weekend and I'd be like why are you screaming at me we're just having a good time (laughs) like looking back on that I'm like how the hell did we do that right right and it was just like I wasn't like capable of communicating on that level sure at all so it's just kind of like I appreciate like what you guys have thank you yeah yeah I think if um if we had separated at that time I would just have to keep working out my own issues with some other asshole yeah, <laughs> yeah. thanks I guess I'm an asshole <laughs> we all are yeah. I don't take it I don't yes, take it we personally. Are. <laughs> I'll tell you that was I think the the greatest lesson for me through all of that was to just learn to not take anything personally mm-hmm. yeah that I knew that the issues that we were having it was not not that I wasn't contributing to it, right? That was the first thing was, you know, how how have I contributed to the state of our relationship? Um, you know, I wasn't I wasn't just gonna you know say I had nothing to do with it, and 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 there were things that I did do to contribute to it, and that I could improve on, and that and that helped tremendously, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but having that mindset is such a gift for a partner. Oh that, yeah, like you automatically are thinking, how what am I doing to to create this dynamic not just like oh man like no. she's she's off her rocker right yeah now, and look yeah. you were not in a great place for sure like yeah. you were not yourself it's true you were not but at the same time i had to look at myself and say how am i contributing to this yeah. and i yeah. and there were ways that i was contributing to it i think that makes you not necessarily just a better partner but also like a better business operator that's Th- right things work like my relationships with my customers now have improved from that. So I think early on, like what I had in the relationship with Ariel was something that like I hadn't experienced, like not just in like a romantic partner, but just like in anyone in my yeah. life. So I was like, I need to figure out how to not mess this up. Yeah. And then once I started, you know, working through that, like now we're going on like years of, I think we've been together like seven years. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, you now we're seven years in and I'm like, I'm really glad that I took the challenge to like, not just run away from this person because when, you know, we did have those struggles in the beginning, I'm like very much like there's something special about you, but we're, we're having, (laughs) this is a struggle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, on her side, like she'll tell you, like she's like, yeah, I really didn't realize how crazy you were. <laughs> <laughs> she goes like, just shit. We'd just be like, I'd be like, dude, what is this next level of crazy that we reached here? Oh, that's funny. And then finally, we reached a point where she was just like, all right, you're crazy. Like we need to like handle this whole situation a completely different way than I have been. And I was just like, fair, fair enough. Okay. 
Okay, I'm open to this. This is going smoothly for me. So, it's all right. part of her that likes to tame the wild beast in you, it seems. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. She definitely has, like, this, um, like, a, a lot of people recognize it in her. Like, this, like, a ability to just kind of, like, I don't know if it's, like, just her touch or, like, what, like if it's her or if she's, like, all, like, something about her. She has just, like, this calming presence energy to her that just kind of like things work work themselves out they don't just work themselves out but like right. she has this like she makes you think that they work themselves out but she really has a master plan yeah so like there'll be things <laughs> there'll be like she just has this like and i don't even like sometimes it backfires on her like i uh, i recently lost like a decent amount of weight like i was like 170 something pounds and she came up to me one time and she was just like do you think you're you're the program you're on right now like do you think it's working? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking strong as shit. <laughs> and, and she's just like, she's like, yeah, she's yeah. like, she's like, yes. Interesting. And I was like, okay, totally over my head. Right. And like a couple weeks later, like after jujitsu, I'm like looking in the mirror in the bathroom. I'm like, I'm getting fat. <laughs> I see this, but I'm, de- I'm deteriorating. I'm strong as hell, but I'm bulking up too much. And she came over and she goes, Hmm. Yeah, you remember the other day when I asked you if your program was working for you? <laughs> what I was saying was, you're getting fat. <laughs> and I was like, we're not going to dinner. I'm losing the weight right yeah. now. <laughs> like, and I go into like full crazy mode where I'm like, we're going to go do, we're going to go back to the gym now. And she's like, no, no, no. We need balanced cardio. Mm. Your diet's fine. You're just not doing enough cardio. Mm. And then, like, I started, I'm like, I hate the Peloton. <laughs> She's like, you got to love the Peloton. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then I'm like, all right. And then, like, after a month, I was, like, down 24 pounds back to, like, normal weight. Mm. And she was like, mm, how do you feel now? Yep. And I'll be like, it's always, like, this gentle, like, the same way she, like, you are with her probably, like, I'm probably worse. But it's just like when I get into that mode where I'm like, we're going to, she calls it smash. <laughs> where I'm just like, we're going to blast these obstacles yeah. out of our way. Yeah. With, with, <laughs> with just pure aggression. Right. And she's just like, hmm, maybe don't do that. Right. <laughs> I'm like, yes, you are right. <laughs> and now I'm at the point now where I'm just like getting more and more like in tune with like, I'm going to run this past Ariel first. Mm. Or I'm going to ask Gilmar because he's kind of the same, like kind of the same way. Right. Like yeah. There's been times where like Ariel's like, oh, it's going to be fine. Gilbert's going to be there. <laughs> right. I'm like, yes, it will be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me think of, um, I had somebody comment on a Facebook post of mine recently that like, wow, you're, you, you seem like such an independent woman. Mm. And I was like, that's meant to be a compliment. And that's like what I guess a lot of women want to hear, that they're an independent woman. But I was like, it's not totally true i'm very much interdependent and i prefer it that way yeah when i met ariel the my dating um i was successfully dating uh, like i was going on a lot of dates but it wasn't like when i met her i was like damn like you don't need the attention the way other people do i was kind of like um, I was very focused on the business. I was also still in architecture school, running a business, going to, I just like, there was a lot working against me right? Mm-hmm. in terms of like availability. Sure. And she would just kind of like, let it be. Whereas other girls would be like, you didn't text me back mm-hmm. the day after we just had dinner. I wanted a text at 7 a.m. We're never talking again. Yeah. I'd be like, these girls are crazy. Yeah. I th- I and think then when a- you meet her, she's just yeah. like, 
I told her right off the bat, I'm like, I don't want kids. I don't want to get married. I like sharks. I got a shark app. You like sharks. Like, let's like go on another date. Right. Like, this, this is, is cool. This yeah, works out. Like, this, this math works out to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then over time, I was just like, damn, like, you really give me the space to just, like, be doing what I'm doing just like outside it's, of us. It's that space thing again. Yeah. yeah. Giving but each other space to be yeah. themselves yeah. and mm-hmm. to express our emotions and not be afraid of our emotions. Yeah. I, I yeah. think I think what you're referencing is that especially when you're in life with children and I think especially as you continue to advance in age, there's a there's really a functional dependency that you, you like we're not meant to operate in isolation we're 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 meant to be in community and rely on each other yeah it's another thing to be emotionally dependent on someone yeah right and you're talking about that emotional dependency that you felt from these women because they needed like the next day they needed your uh, your emotional attention so that they to validate that you care about them that sort of thing I think what you're referencing is oh, like. Well, I'm saying yes to that. Like that's neediness. That you don't want a partner that's so no. needy in yeah, that way. But at this point in our relationship, we're I think we're both very aware of like our weaknesses and strengths. Yes, and we literally will take point, like without really talking about it on certain situations, because like you'll know, like I'll just send some. Like Ariel owns her own business now. Because she, when I first met Ariel, she was working at Children's Hospital on like a cardiovascular ICU floor where like kids mm-hmm. were waiting for heart transplants. Mm-hmm. And I, one day I was like, how much money do you make? Like you're living paycheck to paycheck. How much, like, what are we talking here? And I, she told me and I was like, no way are you living on that little amount of money getting paid to do that and what you're of a doing, job. Yeah. I was like, that's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. I was like, you should look at other jobs. And she was like, huh, never thought about that. And then, like, I was previously in a relationship with, like, um, a girl that, like, literally was a nurse that worked across the street at a different hospital and was making, like, three times what she was. Right. I was like, I know, you know, why struggle, like, change jobs? Or, like, when Corona came around, she called me one day and was like, everybody thinks Ariel quit her nursing job because of Corona. Like, my family loves, like, whatever. They love to be like, hey, you guys, mm -hmm, you're scared of Corona, too. And I'm like, no. She called me one day being like, they're telling us to spray Lysol in our masks so that we can reuse them. <laughs> and I literally, I literally oh was like, God. I'm sitting on so my, that we I, can I've got my poison bat- ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I was That's like, great. I've got my battle station set up. I'm buying oh a bow and arrow. Yeah, like, I got like, I've got all these supplies coming in. World's going to shit. I was like, we're ready for this. Yeah. And I was like, end of days. Quit. Yes. I was like, just quit. Yeah. And she was like, really? I was like, quit. Like, whatever. We'll figure that out. I was like, honestly, you you now live in Bucks County. It's a very affluent area. All these people are are home with their kids. Like, do you think they want to watch their kids? I was like, you're an insanely qualified nurse that's great with kids. Boom, nanny job making right. just as much as her nursing job, if not more. Without Lysol in her without, mask. Without Lysol in her mask. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I was like, I was there when she was like unsure of the situation. I was like, no, screw the man. Yep. Like, so, but there's times where I'm like dealing with a conflict that I'm like, we're, Smash is about to come out. Right. And she's like, why don't you think about it this way? And I'm like, hmm, I'm glad I talked to you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And or yeah. like, or like now, you know, with her business, she was kind of like, the naming thing was just, you know, 
never really was meant to be a long-term thing, but she loved, like, during the coronavirus, she was, like, hosting, like, group workout sessions. And she's like, I really like doing this. I was like, you should be a trainer. Mm-hmm. And then that sprung into, like, what she's doing now. She's like, I'm like, you're kind of too good to be a just a trainer. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, you can't just be a trainer, right? You've kind of all these all this knowledge and education and, mm-hmm. like, all this. Like, maybe something more? And mm-hmm. then that's what sprung into what she's doing now. Mm-hmm. And then it's just kind of like that, that ebb and flow in your relationship where like he's he's very much the same way like his girlfriend's like i want to study mushrooms in maine for the summer and he's like i think that was what it was right it was uh she's supposed to go to boston yeah boston yeah yeah so he's just like yeah sounds great and i was just like okay and then they're like oh yeah we're also moving at the same time i'll just have to do it myself and he was like (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah i got it whereas most other people in his position would just be like this bitch can hit the road. Right. <laughs> right. So, right. but there's a value to that. Like you shouldn't just stay together with somebody. Cause you think that someday we'll, we'll be, the value will be there. You have to like, you know, step-by-step step create that value. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's that ebb and flow in the, the relationship. Sounds like you guys are very strategic for each other. Yeah. Oddly. Yeah. I think it's hard sometimes to be strategic for yourself. At least I, I find that. Yeah. Like, I mm-hmm. found Ariel to be very strategic when I met with her at Amsterdam Coffee with me. And I think... I'm what do you mean? Just showing me other ways of looking at things. I was like... I had some frustration around <laughs> Mathnasium HQ stuff. And I was just kind of blurting it all out. Maybe similar to... I, was, I might mm. have been smashing. Not, you know, at her, of course. But, oh, no, yeah. And it was just coming out. I was caffeinated and she was like there and wanting to help. And I don't usually expect to get good ad- advice back from <laughs> from people <laughs> around business stuff, you know. And she's like, well, maybe this and maybe that. Maybe you could consider this and maybe you should do some astrology readings. And she seemed really into it. Would she and introduce me- you to Julie Krauss? I think, yeah, I think yeah. I am following the her on Instagram the fo- now. That woman's the truth. Yeah, she's the best. Oh, my yeah. gosh. We oh, had a conversation. She she snuck up on Gilmar at our last Oh, man, I started went. crying. Really? <laughs> yeah, I was over here having the most emotional conversation. I was like, I'm so glad you came up to me and talked to me because I like, oh, my God, it was nuts. Yeah, she's awesome. She's yeah, a psychic? Is she the one that's the psychic? She's yeah. a yeah. medium, right? And I'm Is like, the, medium? the world's like, I like information and data. Like, I need the information to make decisions, and then I make, yes. like, the best decision possible. My experience with psychics, it was non-existent. I'm like, dude, those people are fugazi. Like, yeah. we don't, I don't need any of that smoke in here. I w- and Ariel's like, just, just like, you really enjoyed your podcast with Julie. You've met, we've since hung out with her and everything. She's like, maybe just sit down and just like have a session with her. And the shit she brought up in our conversation, there's no absolute possible way that she could have known. Wow. wow. Like, I became a believer. I got off the, I got off the thing. I was just like, okay. <laughs> I, I need him. Ariel's like, how was it? And I was like, ah, need to, I don't know. I need to process this. I need to like, and it was insanely valuable at the time that I did it. Awesome. Cause I was like struggling through like business and where to take the business or stay in this business or, you know, you know, with my education and my background and just like who I am as a person, like I could probably do honestly anything. So I'm like, why don't I just do anything else? Yeah. And then she just kind of like put it all together for me that I was like, damn. That's wow. insane. That's cool. And you are definitely hard to convince. I'm very hard to convince. Yeah, yeah that says a lot. Yeah. I told you about her, actually, because yes, Ariel did. spoke so So highly. I've gone full deep on, like, the universe since then. Awesome. Huh. And now, like, in thinking about it, it's like, 
like just odd things that we take for granted. It's like you, you speak to people about like energy or like the, your visual spectrum. Like we only see like a very small percentage of like what's actually in front of us based upon like the light that our sure. eye absorbs. So I'm like, there's all these other things going on like quant in terms of like quantum physics in the background that I was aware of, like law of attraction and things. Mm. But after speaking to her, I was like, hmm, there, the possibility of what is going on here in our like human experience is is quite limitless if you open up to it and then sure. you, you speak to people about it and they're just like mm, no and i'm like okay asshole you wake up every morning to the sun coming up and down that may or may not explode at any point in time yep but harnesses the gravity that keeps all of our planets in orbit and then we have this asteroid belt that just somehow systematically protects our entire planet from infinite destruction possibilities mm. we have all these things in here but like you will not possibly consider the fact that there might be aliens or supernatural yep. or anything like this like you're completely close off to this even though we have all of these things here that we don't understand it's like maybe there's more that we don't understand yeah and then yeah. people are like yeah no yeah and i've gone even deeper <laughs> in on it and oh, every time i go oh. deeper in on it it's just like more cool shit happens yeah, to totally. me yeah. so i'm just kind of like so we should talk about your chart at some point then because I'm also in this place where my, my mind is blown by the implications of astrology because what, what this means is that the, the snapshot of the sky at the time of your birth actually influences your personality. Do you know about card astrology? Wait, tell me more. I think so, I've heard from, yeah, that's Jefferson, like from Jefferson, our business yeah. coach. Like, where you're yeah, like, so card astrology. Yeah, so the playing cards were essentially yes. invented to like navigate Earth. So like okay. the superior beings, like the wealth, the ultra wealthy back in the day had playing cards, not to play cards, okay. but the cards were kind of like tarot cards, but like systematic so you would have like your birth card, your day card, the year card, your month card, and right. all of these cards would represent, um, like I'm white belt in this, so like very basic. Like I could be butchering this, but it basically represents um, the relationship we have with the planets. Oh. So the cards are just like the system that was invented to like read the planets to make decisions. So is is each person assigned like based on your birthday? You are the seven of diamonds. Is it like that? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yes, I, I do know of this. I know yeah. I'm the queen of clubs, and you are the ace, ace of, diamonds. of diamonds. Do yeah. you know what yours is? Uh, I could pull it up, but not. I I do. I look at it all the time, but I don't. Know. I I want to say something diamonds, or okay. two of hearts, maybe. I think you get like a heart card, also. Like you, it's like a pair. Like mm, you, um, yeah, you, so you have like your relationship card. There's yeah. multi levels to yes, this, but yes. if you look at the history of card astrology, you look at it and you're like, holy shit, battles were decided whether or not to fight like huge bat. Like, and I'm talking going back into like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, mid before medieval times, like when we lost written Jeez. history. This is fascinating. Yeah, I, yeah. I think it must be built on astrology. It has, right. Well, I think everything's built everything on astrology. Is. Like, I know that, um, uh, like JP Morgan was supposed to be on the Titanic. Oh, I heard this. And then yeah. didn't. Because of an astrologer. Be, well, he he had this this pocket watch. It's very famous. And, like, nobody's ever been able to, like, get it. And the pocket watch wasn't, like, 
a time. It was like he could look at it and see like where the planets were. Oh. So he oh. looked down and was like, yep, not today. Yeah. Not getting on this not boat today. Not doing that. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So like that. the ultra, that's why when people get into like conspiracy theories and stuff like that, like there is a degree of me that believes in it, but there's also a degree of me that believes in just like you get a bunch of dumb people together, you're going to have dumb <laughs> outcomes right. and yeah. you get a bunch of powerful, dumb people that like, I would never hire an 80 year old person to work at my company. Why would I have him lead the country? Uh-huh. You know? So it's like this whole demographic of people, these geriatric folks that are seemingly unemployable. It's like you can work at Walgreens, you can bag groceries, and you could also be president. Right. But you can't work <laughs> you can't work any other job in between. So like part of me is like, ah, then that's just stupid people. But then you see other people moving and operating. And you're like, there is something about these folks that are it's strategic it's thought out they don't waste time they don't make the mistakes the way other people make mistakes and it's not mm. what i know about operating and things is like you have to have more information than we have so like what oper what information could you possibly have that is inaccessible to human beings now that we have the internet like everything is right. available to us mm -hmm. so what do you know that we don't know and how are you you coming to these conclusions and it's like your respect and understanding of the universe is superior to the average person's. So like there's a lot of folks that are like, you know, elite wealthy right. that are operating with the understanding of the universe that like you and I are talking about right now that right. the average everyday man writes off completely. Mm -hmm. So when I started like reading more, like I'm a huge, like I'm just a nerd all around. Like I love history, I love math, I love science, all of it. But when I start getting into the history and then looking at like the universal the universe stuff, there's things with the pyramids. There's things with yeah. like circumnavigation of the globe, uh, sailing, all these understandings that we've kind of like given up on. And as we get more integrated with computers, we, you know, forget more and more of that technology. But there was a period in time where like we relied and respected the planets like the Vikings. Oh, yeah. Like, they had like a huge ability to navigate that they shouldn't have. And it's been completely discounted mm. by historians that say, no, they couldn't have done that. Mm. But it's like all of a sudden you like pop up in fucking Montana and there's a bunch of Viking stuff. Right. Mm. It's like, well, how did they go yeah. from, you know, looting England to all of a sudden ending up in middle America that apparently nobody was at? Nobody had been there, but meanwhile. But Vikings just figured right. out how to like take their ship apart and right. move it across the country. Right. <laughs> right. Or the notion that like Africans, like, and this is a very delicate topic because of like the slave trade mm -hmm. but the conversation that there weren't africans in south america and the caribbean before the slave trade is like a widely known thing that we don't talk about and i think there's a great value to like the, especially the african culture to be like look like you guys were sailing the world before all of that like you weren't you like the mm -hmm. their culture has been like diminished by like the right. fact that they were enslaved and it's like no but like you guys were kings and queens and yes. very powerful people at one point like that goes you, against the narrative though. it goes against yeah. the narrative it's like the the idea that they the pyramids could be built but those folks couldn't sail to south america right. like, of course they could have 100 percent, it's possible yeah. and yeah. like it definitely happened yeah yeah so like that's when like that's what happened from my conversation with julie Krause. i went on a deep dive into like wow looking back at history in relationship to like people that respected the universe like throughout time
I had no idea you were going to connect it back to that. That's yeah. where, that's where you went. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, I, I literally just like went back into the stuff I knew about history and was like, what was going on here? Wow. Yeah, like the Nazis all had crazy relationships with like the like the astrology and stuff like that. Rocket technology, like all of these things. That's are like, how you used your time when the psychic was to like no, figure out the world, figure no, out that's history. Not my time with her. That's like what I did after my time with her. I used my cool. time with her very selfishly. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. But that's what but sparked but that. Dude, I was out. just like, how did she know this? Like how, like what told her this? Like mm. what energy, what spirit, like what? I went on a huge deep dive about the Bible. Like and like the Holy Spirit and like what is the Bible? And like I went on a mushroom deep dive. Like we're were mushrooms, you know, have you heard about the, what's it like, the mushroom ape theory, I think? Where mushrooms, like apes, like are seen oh, yeah. in science today or observed like flipping over like, you know, like cow patties, like just like piles of shit to like look for food because they eat bugs and things like that. So there's like this whole idea that like, were they doing that and then, you know, consumed mushrooms? And then like over thousands and millions of years, the ape mind evolved into the human, the human mind, mind we have today right. because huh. of like consumptions of psilocybin. Whoa. Is this all like because you're trying to understand like how to optimize yourself in this lifetime? Or, uh, or just, just curiosity. Real curiosity. I think younger me would have been like, I'm going to be a trillionaire. I'm going to learn everything I possibly can. But like yeah. older me, like 35 year old me is just like, I want to know all that just for just my own selfish right you know. understanding the, yeah, w- the world at a, I also, at a higher level i also understand now that um the way you help people and build relationships and like make an income like impact in your community is largely to do with like your financial success and everything like that so you can't really look mm. or come at financial success directly like there mm. are people that get lucky doing that but you know when you see someone like elon musk and they're just like oh he just got lucky it's like no, no. that was our ve- always very intentional yeah mm-hmm. and you look at that and you're like well and then there's people that are very critical of like the elite wealth it's like well we got to take it from them it's like no they have that money because they made such an impact on where what we're doing right now that like they were given that wealth so it's like yeah. people's relationships with money is very incorrect like money's yeah. quite in my opinion money is quite infinite because mm-hmm. like we have like sun the sun we take for granted that the sun you know comes up every day and goes down every day but it's like people worry about money like in its scarcity but then there's people that just don't worry about it all and somehow always figure it out yep right like because they're just either pre you know just accustomed to it or they like actively think that way right because it's like like an energy like money is like an energy yeah it's what you do with it yields like so when people i talk to people and be like rich people are all assholes and i'm like i know a ton of rich people that are not assholes or the furthest thing from that Mm. So it's just yeah. kind of like money is the root of all evil. It was all these things that were like fed mm-hmm. to us through like the Bible or different, you know, curriculums throughout the years that like make us not challenge the people that knew the information. Ooh. Deep stuff, right? Deep. I mean, Athnasium, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she has opened the location hey, in 2018. I mean, critical <laughs> <laughs> Um, critical thinkers. We need more critical thinkers like this. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, and that's what we grow at Mathnasium, critical thinkers. Yeah. Um, because there's there's a lot of shit going on in the world today, and there's a lot of uh, as Joe Rogan calls it fuckery going on. Mm, yes. And I think we need more and more critical thinkers, and sure this, and we need our children to be critical thinkers too. Oh yeah, because we're in some deep 
problems in the society. Yeah, with, without a doubt. I guess like when you guys were building your curriculum, did you were you building it from like a, you know, the the children need to hit these milestones, or were you looking at it like in that abstract sense where like we need to not just teach them, you know, multiplication, but we need to teach them to think critically about like every time you come up with a two and an eight, like it does one thing, but if you go with a like 20 and an 80, like you just make them like realize the bigger picture of what all that's doing.